Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another illustrious episode of Dre in the Neighborhood. I'm your host, Dre. It's been a while. You know, it's been a lot of festivities happening in the neighborhood. Your boy is about to graduate, about to, you know, get that degree because I'm a young, educated black man. Oh, did I hear a round of applause? Yeah, go ahead. Show me some love. Show me some love. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to you, Shaniqua. You never called me back, but shout out to you, Shaniqua. Yeah, big graduation's coming up, but, you know, I missed y'all. It's been a while since I've been in the studio, so I'm like, you know what? I got to hop in. I got to get back in the grind, you know? We're on that J. Cole off-season type of vibe. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. This is a borrowed venue in the neighborhood. I don't got money like that, that, but I will. So just remember that. We're going to have an interesting episode today. Biggest thing we're going to start off with is um, we're going to start off with our Ask Dre segment. So we went on social media. We asked a couple of questions. Well, we had y'all ask questions for me to answer. So that's what we're going to do, and also while we're doing that, we're going to play a little bit of, little bit of love song, a little bit of soul. We're going to play that Bobby Cadwell, what you want to do for love, you know, how many of y'all know this? Some of y'all was made to this song, so like, just, just vibe real quick, you know. So let's go with question number one, from Axe Dre, this person asked me, what is your favorite breakfast cereal or breakfast food? So for me, I do like myself some Fruity Pebbles. That thing be smacking way too good in the morning and stuff. So I will say Fruity Pebbles for my favorite cereal. Second would be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But it has to be before like it gets soggy. Because once it gets soggy, it just doesn't hit the same. Breakfast food? Um, you know, some good waffles. I say get myself some good waffles and stuff. Get some nice scrambled eggs. Probably get some sausage. And don't even... Don't overthink that sausage part because some of y'all be freaky a little bit too much. But a good platter and stuff. Or, if I'm able to, go to the Waffle House and stuff, get myself an all-star mirror and get some grits. So that's my favorite um, breakfast food and cereal. Next question. How old do you want to be when you get married? Okay, somebody's definitely shooting from deep. Um, not any time soon. I'll probably get to that point when I'm probably in my 30s. Maybe late 20s, but most likely in my 30s and stuff. I want to get myself established in the world. You know, I'm trying to do a lot of great things. And so I want to just focus on myself, you know, build myself up to be, like, better than I am right now. And then, you know, if there's a lady out there you know, who's out there, a um, single lady, if you want to hit me up for stuff, we can start, you know, blooming something. And then when it gets to that time, you know, I can pop the question. Or you can pop me the question. I don't really care at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say like around like my 30s. Let's say that. Alright. This person said, Tell me a funny joke. I got you. You want the funniest joke I ever heard? Your mama. There we go. Alright. <laughs> and we're gonna make this the last question. Who was the best teammate you ever had? And what made them the best teammate? Okay, this is actually going to be tough because I had a lot of great teammates in the world. And it's like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt some feelings and stuff. But I can't just say one. I got to give it to two. My, in no particular order, I'm going to start off with Anthony Vargas. You know, my boy, shout out to you, Vargas, Big Nacho. Definitely um, 
we played on the offensive line together. He was a center, I was a tackle, but I played guard as well. So there'd be times to where we played on the same side of the field, had to get some double teams and stuff. Like I said, he's my boy, my best friend, my family and stuff. So he's definitely uh, one of my best teammates. And my other one, got to give it to Christian Bowman, you know, big bow. Funny thing, before we both got here, me and Bowman actually went against each other. I went to Santa Monica College, played my freshman year. Bowman went to West LA College. This happened in 2017, and we both went against each other but didn't know that we were going to come to the school. He's definitely a unit. He definitely got way better than stuff. Definitely hard to go against. He plays D-line. I play O-line, so we had our battles and stuff. I'll, I'll say we even. On a good day, I'll get him. On a bad day, he'll get me. But even on my good day, he'll get me too. So, I like, shout out to him. Like, he's a real one and stuff. So, yeah, that's basically um, that's how we go ahead and end the Ask Dre segments. And if you ever want to participate, you know, just look to the – look. You know, look at the stories on the Dre in the Neighborhood Instagram, which is Dreams Represent Everything. Or if you're following on my personal Instagram or Snapchat, just go ahead and tag along. Just have some fun with it. Don't do any crazy questions because they won't be answered on the show. But, yeah, we're going to end it right there. Thank you, everybody, for enjoying this segment. Yeah. 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 And since I got your attention, we might as well introduce our guest of the evening or the afternoon, or the morning, whatever time you're listening to this thing. So today, we got a guest in the neighborhood. This is her first time in the neighborhood. She's from Big City, Texas, right Houston. She ain't never really been in Dre's neighborhood before, in an unknown location in the state. Nobody knows what this neighborhood is but me. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we just want to introduce to you today, Houston's own Emily Fernandez. Everybody shout out to her. Uh, how you doing today, Emilio? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing splendid right now. Doing splendid. We got great weather and stuff. See, you pulled up in the neighborhood at the proper time because usually it'd be either too windy or be a little bit too cold. I mean, there was one time there was like a police chase and <laughs> it got caught in the you know in the recording session. But that's okay though. You know why? Because at the end of the day, Dre in the neighborhood. This is a safe neighborhood, and the local police force do their job of either arresting the criminals. We're beating them up. You never know. You never know. Never know, you know. Great weather. Thank you for having me. I know. so much fun with this. Yeah, school's about to end soon and stuff. About to go into um, City Girl Summer. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. Does that still exist? I don't don't know if it still exists. It's a little little old, but yeah. The person starting, no, it's not City Girl Summer. It's Hot Girl Summer. Yeah. But the creator of Hot Girl Summer has a man. So is Hot Girl Summer even You can be a hot girl with a man. She also said that. The Megan the Stallion. Does that really work though? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Uh, really? You can be a hot girl with a boo. But, I what like, but it's, uh, what's the definition of a hot girl? Let's hear that. Just a girl, a woman who is chasing her bag, whatever that bag may be. Whatever that bag may be. Okay. Well. If that's what she wants. If that's what she wants. Well, baby, look, at the end of the day, the king is going to be dropping the album soon. Two albums. Um, shout out to Baby Pluto, a.k.a. Future. Wait, no. Big Papa Pluto, my bad. Future dropping the album. First album title called um, I Don't Like You. It's a very interesting um, title. Second one's going to be Monster 2. So for all y'all boys who are trying to be in City Boys Summer Part 2, go ahead and check out that album. P.S. Also, you guys are not Future, so respect your... I mean, look, that's what y'all want to do. <laughs> me, I'm just letting y'all know what's going to happen. Personally, me, I'm all about, you know, um, 
I'm more like a traditional guy, you know, all about proper respect and stuff. I'm kind of old school with my values. But if you want to, Future dropping the album, and Brett Fires dropping the album. So, you know, you want, I'm, I'm giving y'all the tools to, like, give y'all armor for the summer, okay? Because last year, was trading leads with the city girls and stuff. So, like, I want my city boys to, you know, do their best as they can and stuff. But it is what it is. I'm, nitty, I'm not really any of those things. All right, so this is your first time on the show. One thing I'm going to do, we're going to break it down. The people don't know you as well. Don't know you that much. So, first segment that we usually do is the history of my neighbor. So, behind you, I got this beautiful 50-inch plasma screen TV. People don't know about plasma screen. That's been back in the day and stuff. And I got some pictures I found on good old-fashioned social media, the IG. So, we're going to go through these pictures. And I also got questions for you as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, see, ready for this? Let's see these pictures. All right, we're going to go with number one. Oh, nice. That's a good one. All right, so my question, because I don't think people understand, like, the experience. So how do you feel having your senior year of high school during the pandemic? It was definitely a tough time just because I know, like me, many of my other classmates were looking forward to finally be done. I mean, we worked so hard to finally reach, like, our last year of high school and and to be suddenly just basically over with, and no one got to say goodbye, no one got to do the last couple things that they wanted to do before school let out, um, no prom. I know that's like not, a, some people don't really care for prom, but I was pretty excited because um, I know here in Kansas, they have things like junior prom, sophomore prom, things like that, but um, in Texas, we only have one prom and it's your senior year, and you only go to prom if you're invited by other seniors. So I was excited for that. I'm just glad that I was able to walk for graduation. We still were able to walk across the stage. But yeah, it was definitely tough. Um, yeah, couldn't, can't complain about it anymore. You know, it's just you know, it's over with. Yeah, free spirit now. Because I will say, noticing like a lot of these um, incoming freshmen now, I forget that, yo, a lot of them did not even have like a school year or been like around other like high schoolers. So that explains why, like, during the fall, they were just wilding out. I'm not even going to cap. These freshmen, different breed. Different breed. Different breed of wild. Something in their water. Um, like, I don't know. We'll have parties to where we'll be, like, no underclassmen. <laughs> uh, and some of them try to sneak in. We're just like, no. Like, I mean, a lot of them just getting their independence for the first time. Yeah. They haven't been, like I said, in school. They've been online and stuff. So they're just like. That social... It's like a puppy um, off the like a there. puppy off their leash in the dog park. No, They're absolutely. just trying everything they can, and next thing you know, it's just like some yeah. of them either you know get out the dog park and then get lost and stuff, or like you know they meet the big dog and then just get you know scared shitless. It's just it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of like yo, this is like crazy. They just take it too far, almost. Like I understand coming into your independence. Like I was like that, but I don't know. They oh, so different no. different breed. It's just crazy, like that. Like, COVID did like a lot of like a lot of things. Like, I still remember, like the moments, <laughs> everything. It was all like, what was it? It was um, it was a basketball game, and um, cause the NBA. Oh, was, that's where you were at when it when it happened. No, I wasn't. No, I was here, but I just remember that's when like it kind of hit. Cause yeah. I kept on seeing stuff. I'm just like, oh boy, it's a, it's a little bit bad out there. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, as long as we're going to the states, and next you know, like. 
some cases popped up in the states, and then like some NBA games were being played, and then like the whole Rudy Gobert thing when he like touched all the mics, and next you know, he gets diagnosed with COVID, somebody else get hit with COVID, and the whole league just shuts down, and then it's like, oh snap, like the NBA just shut down, and then some schools were shutting down. I'm in indoor, we're doing like indoor track and stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, we're getting ready for outdoor track. So it's spring break. I remember yeah. I couldn't go because I had my we had practice. Mm-hmm. So I'm here in Kansas, and we're just practicing, just like with the team and stuff. And we're getting ready for outdoor season. And next thing you know, we just get like a whole email, just like, yeah, on ground classes have been canceled for the rest of the year. Everybody's getting sent home. Yeah. So I'm like, bruh. Sometimes yeah. my mom was like, um, no, it got classes got um, postponed. They yeah. pushed it back a couple they did. of weeks. They pushed it back so I'm like, dang, y'all really want to stay here? I was like, yeah, we're spring break. I'm like, dang, y'all really want to stay here for all this time? Or should I just, like, just go home so I get ready? And then that's when the hills with the, yeah, like, yeah, no more classes on campus. Yeah, well, I was in uh, Corpus Christi for spring break because I have a friend down there. And I stayed, like, the whole week of spring break. And then... You know, on the, was on the beach every day, surrounded by people, and then finally got like the message, like, "Oh, the uh, COVID is bad. School is canceled. Do you have another week?" And then got back home, and then everything was canceled for the rest of forever. Like a lot of people were just living their life. Like I had homies out in Miami, just living life. They're just like, "Yo, this is a great time. Like, we got more spring break. Let's go, woo, woo, woo." And nope, chicken. <laughs> and next thing you know, eat. And next thing you know, it's like. Oh snap! COVID. Then we're in class. We got Zoom classes and stuff together, and it's just like, yo, this is like, like, dang, like, mm. definitely an experience. Yeah, not that ten many. out of ten would not recommend. I wouldn't recommend it either. I mean, I, well, I got, I got my first job. I will say that I got my first job during that time. I got some money, nice. so like, I don't know. Shout out to COVID. Nah, 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 nah. We can't shout we out can't COVID. COVID. We can't, we can't shout out COVID. It's problematic. Problematic. I will say that, like, during that, like, time where all that happened, like, yo, this graduation class, like, we really went through, like, a lot. Like, I've seen a lot of change, like, on this campus. It's, like, it's, like, crazy. Like, when I first got here, it wasn't that vibrant like that. Not that much diversity whatsoever. Um, wasn't really that active either, so they didn't do that much. We just pulled up. But the thing is, is that there were, like, people who were here that, like, made the best out of the situation. And then it became, like, fun. Like, late night. Because they still have late night on campus. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how late night is now. But when I was on campus. It is. Um, there's, like, five people. And everyone is minding their own business eating their food. <sighs> nah. But late night, like, back then, spring 2019, that was the time to have fun. We'll be, we'll have our intellectual Tuesdays. Nice. We'll just be in there just talking about conspiracy theories. Or sometimes we're talking about some real stuff. But usually it's just like fun. Like we'll have roasting sessions countless of times, interact with other students like during that whole like late night session. Like those, like that stuff was like fun. Like we had those, we had like, the. we can't go back to this area, but we had the Muse. Um, that was the area to where all coaches would tell players not to go because something always happened at the Muse, which it, something always happened at the Muse. I ain't gonna lie. There was cops everywhere, you know, because yeah, they knew something was gonna happen. Times. Yeah, it had, fun. Yeah, had that, but like, it was very, uh, it was more interactive, but it wasn't really that much like how it is now. Like, how it is now is more vibrant and stuff. You see more like things happening on campus. 
I guess, like, people were just, like, I don't know, tired and stuff. Well, I said, like, burnt out, which is crazy because I'm like, yo, ain't no way anybody should really be burnt out like that if you survive, like, the pandemic school. Because, <laughs> like, bro, we had, like, spring season. What? I had three football games in the spring. You had a season in the spring. Every, 26 sports were being played all oh at the same God, time. Oh, my God, that was so tiring. Like, I had, out. That I had, like, 20 units. Of, oh I had, like, Lord 20 Jesus. units I had to take and stuff. Like... I had 20 units I had to take, and uh, what else I had to do? Oh, yeah, MCSU, I had to do stuff as well. And somehow, some way, that was like, the funnest, like, semester for me because, one, I got to play a lot, like, a lot of snaps. Mm-hmm. Two, that's when, like, I met, like, everybody else and stuff, so, like, I got more, like, acquainted with people. And that's the most I went out, too. Like, because I, I usually don't go out as much. Like, even, like, now, I kind of tone yeah. down and stuff because, like, for me, the stuff I have to be like, okay, I really want to just have some fun. But I like my weekends just chilling at my house and just playing some video games and watching movies and stuff. But, like, that time, it was like a lot. I had, like, a lot of fun during that time. So I will say, like, it's crazy how with so much, like, stress and then coming back to school, like, oh, that happening in that semester, somehow, somewhere, that was my favorite semester. Good for you because I remember that coming back, like, I was – as much as I like playing volleyball, I was definitely tired. Like, never had to experience something where we had back-to-back season, which is kind of weird saying because I would always play, like, volleyball season is fall, like August to October, and then I would always go into club, and then club is literally January to, like, May. So it was like, I don't understand why I was so burnt out, but I definitely was exhausted. Maybe because it was, like, my, my first year being um, a college student, and I was just exhausted, ready for my sport to be done. Yeah, that first year to do it for everybody and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people got to get used to, like, just the change of, like, I mean, just going from high school to college. Like, I always tell, like, incoming freshmen, like, for football, like, yo, the speed of the game? Way different. Don't let the level that you're playing at fool you, bro. At the end of the day, these are collegiate athletes. And everybody gets better. And some of these guys came from either, like, they probably had those big offers but just couldn't get in there, or, like, they had those, like, the talent of those type of offers, but size. And then, yeah. and then, and then like, when spring ball hits or fall camp hits, that's when that, like, reality stick hits them. And they're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, these guys are, I can't do nothing. Like, these guys are way, like, ahead of me and stuff. Mm-hmm. At least, like, with this year, like, a lot of these freshmen like, are, actually understanding, like, yeah, this is a, this isn't high school no more. Like, this yeah, is college. Because, like, a lot of them, um, and shout out, like, to the class that we got, especially, like, the online class, because a lot of them stayed. A lot of them still stayed, actually took it serious and stuff. They knew, like, where they were at the depth chart because we're having, like, upperclassmen that's coming back. And then, like, the people that we had, like, starting, like, we had, like, a like, all-conference players and stuff. Like, we have an All-American of a D2 transfer, like, we have some, like, top guys, and so they're seeing, like, okay, I could do my best, but, like, they're right there. I know my time will come. And some of them got some playing time, too, which was big, and some of them got to travel as well, so they got that experience, and so now it's, like, some of them get a chance to actually, like, play. And I told them, like, hey, yo, be prepared, because some of y'all going to be sophomores, and y'all going to be starting. Yeah. Y'all going to be starting with a upper-class line, a veteran line, and so you're going to have to really, like, step up, like, big. And so yeah. just understand 
is understand that when <laughs> yes, Manny, just open the door, bro. Just open the door. I'm not here. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, Manuel and Richie to the show. Hey, what's going, what's going on, y'all? It's good to see you here, female, y'all. You know what I mean? You got a question? Yeah, what time you up? Uh, we're just you know talking about um, when Emily pulled up during the pandemic. Nice, nice, nice. Are you doing like more than one podcast? I'm just doing this one episode, bro. Okay, cool, cool. You need it, bro? You need this thing, uh, this dude? Uh, I got sent in here to do a job. Oh, you got sent in here to do a job? For the internship? Yeah, yeah, I helped these cats teach them a podcast. But go ahead, take, go ahead, do your thing. Don't mind me. We gotta, <laughs> we'll go have Manny just chilling in the studio. I'll, I'll join the podcast. Might as well, huh? You might as well join it? Might as well, right? If Miss Sanchez doesn't mind, I don't want to steal your thunder. She's like, mm, mm. <laughs> you might, might as well, might as well, because we are on time constraints. It's all good. Hey, like I said, it's the neighborhood. The doors are always open. We don't really have security like that. But it is what it is. I am so, the security. You are security. You ain't getting paid, but you are security. Thanks. Free labor, free labor. All right, you ready for the next one? Sure. Yeah. Face the screen. All right, so the second one, the second question I have. Okay, this is when you was in Brazil. So, yeah. what was the feeling when uh, you encountered while building? Gosh, hold up. What is the feeling you encountered while building being in Brazil? I don't know why I could not oh, say that word. It was exhilarating. I loved being there. Um, that's where my family is from, and it was the first time that I was visiting home, or not home, but like visiting them in their home. And my grandma lives like maybe two minutes from the beach, like it was walking distance. Definitely a different experience. It also teaches, it also taught me like to be grateful um, for what I have here because it's definitely tougher out there. Like when I first landed, um, they would tell me like when we're walking to the beach, like I can't have anything expensive on. Like this Apple watch, can't have it on, can't have like nice jewelry on because people will literally come up behind you and snatch these things have to be aware of your surroundings at all time but Brazil was all, it was just amazing like I can't even describe to you like the feeling that you have it's definitely um recommend everyone to go the beaches are 100% just gorgeous um yeah and I'm lucky to have like my family that lives there because they know all the beaches like all the really nice beaches I think I went to like 10 different beaches all of them on like a different feeling just of just beautiful and um yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. It was just like an experience of a lifetime. Okay, so you said around 10 different beaches. I always felt that, like, where our parents come from, like, visiting their, like, homeland is, like, the experience. Because my mom, she's from the Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. which is, like, in the Caribbean stuff. And so her, my uncle, my aunt, all from there, they're from St. Thomas. Um, my grandmother's from Anguilla. My grandfather's from Totola, which is the British Virgin Islands. Then I found out my great grandparents are from like Dominica, mm -hmm. so just like a lot of Caribbean, just a lot of Caribbean folks. Yeah. Well, I always wanted to go to like where my mom's from mm -hmm. because I felt like that. I mean, that wants like see how she grew up and stuff. Right. Because like I hear the stories. Like she always told me a story. Like what made her become a vegetarian was seeing oh, like yeah. what I think it was my grandfather like had like chicken, mm -hmm. like had like chickens and stuff, and so. Yeah, so yeah. where my grandparents live now isn't where uh, my mom was born. So growing up, she 
was born in São Paulo, which is like um, a really pretty big city, but because she, her and her family moved around a lot, so she lived in different places in Brazil. So where my grandparents live now um, isn't where she was from or raised. Um, it's actually nicer than where she um, mm. was raised. They're pretty set up up there. They have a really nice apartment, um, two bedrooms, pretty big living room, big kitchen. And that's like, when I say big, like, this is like probably the size of the living room. And it's like, it's not, it's not our standard big, but like good standard uh, big okay, over there. Okay. I mean, it's, this is a pretty nice size living room, would you say? I mean, where would you put yeah, the Yeah, no, you definitely. It's just like it's close. So like the like the dining table is like right there, oh. and then like the couch is like right like oh, right oh. there behind it. Okay, okay, that's not that much space. It's not, but it's it's, it's pretty. It's, it's no, livable. it's definitely good enough. It's bigger than my room. Yeah, I mean this <laughs> is bigger than my room. Oh, maybe I should just move in here. I was just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, one thing I do know about Brazil, you have this big festival called like. Oh, well, yeah, Carnival. So yeah. in the Caribbean, they have the same, like, kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Not on the scale of how Brazil does their thing. Mm-hmm. But um, what was, like, your memory? Like, you ever, like, been to a Carnival? Like, even no, in? but it's definitely um, on my bucket list. So Carnival in Brazil is in February. And I went in December, which is their summer. So, um, no, I haven't been there, but they told me I definitely have to come back and try it out myself because it's an experience. Like you said, um, they have really big parade floats, big, like, stadium almost with, like, maybe 10, 12 different floats, huge floats. Um, I've only ever seen it online, but I definitely want to go. Oh, so they don't do, like, um, I know in the States how they, like, you got the main carnival in uh, the Caribbean islands. Mm-hmm. Like, all islands will have, like, their days and stuff. And then, like, in the States they'll have their, like, um, carnivals as well. So I know in Georgia, mm-hmm. they'll find, like, a location and stuff, and then, like, all like, the Caribbean islands will, um, they'll be a part of it. Right. I know I went to one in California, and they did, like, all the West Indies. Now, the West Indies is based like, the Caribbean, but, like, it extends. So, like, there was, like, I think Ecuador was included, uh, Nicaragua mm-hmm. was included. And, I mean, I was confused at first, because I was just, like, uh, these people ain't Caribbean. Yeah. I mean, unless if I just, like, miss something. Like, I, I mean, I know Dominicans are. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican, but, like, I ain't never heard, like, a Nicaraguan being, like, Caribbean and stuff. Yeah, I don't but, know like, about that. But, like, I always liked how the ones in Georgia were because, like, I have, like, a lot of family in Georgia and mm-hmm. stuff as well. And so we'll have, like, the whole, like, parade and stuff. We have, like, all these yeah. floats. Of course, it'll be, like, scorching hot, and, like, the humidity is just, like, wow, this is bad, but, like, there'll be, yeah. like, so many people and stuff. Of course, like, they'll have the food, and then, like, they'll have, like, a big, like, picnic afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then I was young at that point, so I couldn't go to, um, like, the nightlife and go to, like, the parties yeah, and stuff. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but knowing how, like, Caribbean folks party, like, what my mom told me, like, it usually, like, it'll start, like, around, like, 8, it don't finish till like, 6 a.m. Yeah. Now, do I think I got, like, the, uh, I don't think I got the, what's the word, the intangibles? Mm-hmm. to uh, make it that long. Yeah. They're built different. They are I built different. I couldn't do that. Like, yeah. Manny, could you party that long? Probably not, to be real, bro. Like, bro. 2 a.m. is like the latest. Like, exactly. I'm ready to tap out at 2. Go to sleep. Eyes heavy as heck. Just like... Or you ever just get too intoxicated and then you send you lay down and you just... <laughs> I go out here like they just keep on going. Just keep on going. Well, I'm still waiting to see that out of you because uh, you 
Yeah, that's what I'm going to say on this podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I do this You're walking this 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 May, right? So right. something I wanted to add was in Georgia, like how you said they do parties like that. They Houston being so diverse, um, they have um, different events. Um, I know for like the World Cup, they will set up in like a bar, like all bars all over Houston, and they will like watch the World Cup, and you'll you'll just see like a bunch of Brazilians in one place, and then Ooh. you'll find like maybe two, maybe five people of like the of the opposing team. But it's super awkward because it's just like this room full of like Brazilians and you got like five Russian teams over there and it's just like <laughs> y'all could have y'all could have picked a location where they were rooting for Argentina, but yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's crazy about that. Cause um, what's one thing I learned about Georgia? Um, oh, I think this is something that was just shocking to me. It's how big like the Hispanic population was. So I didn't know In Georgia? I didn't know it had a big Hispanic population like that. Like, yeah. for me, like, um, like, when I went to school and stuff, of course, like, well, depending on when, where I went to school. I went to school in Stone Mountain Middle School. Yeah, how you ain't know, man? They have, they have, like, they have Cubans out there, Mexicans. I didn't know, I know that, but I didn't know how big the population was. Because, like, I, like, a lot of my friends are Latino. Yeah. Or, you know, well, okay. It's always, like, a big distinguish, like, is it distinguish? What's the word? Is it Latinos? Like, correct me. I don't want to mess this up. You just say Hispanics. Hispanics? Yeah, but not everyone is Hispanic. Let's say not everybody is Hispanic. What do you think Hispanic is? Uh, it really it really just depends. Like, um, Mexicans, I feel like Puerto Ricans are Hispanic. Uh, Cubans. Cubans. I, feel, I feel like Dominicans, Port, uh, Brazilians, they're like a different one. They're Latin. They're yeah. Latinos. Latinas. Right. Well, I'm just going to check it. I have a so, lot of... <laughs> Latin, Latin, what's Latinx? Latinx is a... I heard that that, no, include, like, that included everybody, I think. Like, non-gender. Like, I think maybe. It's like non-gender. Are you looking it up? So, the di- the dictionary says Hispanic is relating to Spain or Spanish-speaking speaking countries, especially okay. those in Latin America. But that's not... Tr- but you can't put everyone in that category because Brazil doesn't speak Spanish. Portuguese. We speak Portuguese, so yeah. Would you say Portuguese are people are white? No. 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 Huh? Portugal, you Portugal. wouldn't say they're white. Oh, Portugal. No. I mean, I didn't the Spaniards come up there too? No. How do they? Do, how do, do they? You, do you know? I don't know Portugal, Brazil. <laughs> Portuguese is Brazil's language. I have no idea about anything. People from Portugal. Uh, I I don't know. I, I I met some his some 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 cat that was like new history. He said something like that, but don't quote me on that. Don't, I don't quote know. me on that. I, 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 no answer. But they need to eat. this junk though, because it is hot up in here, man. Oh, we gotta cover it, man, because um, it makes too much noise in the court. So it's you cooking me up in here, huh? Hey, just keep cool, calm, and collected. That's why I have water just to keep myself in the hydrated. So, all right, back to this. Yeah. So I didn't know how big Georgia's like, which you know, population was. When it comes to like you know Hispanics or Latinos or like those like from Latin countries, until like we have like an MLS team, so we got like Atlanta United, and actually you know like their first game is like over seventy thousand people, and like during the season they end up like breaking like the record at Mercedes Benz, and I'm just like yo, and then like they won a championship and like a big parade. I'm just like, 
Yo, where's Soccer City? Like, I did not know. Like, this many people, like, I knew about, like, there was certain, like, small leagues that they were having stuff because they have some, like, small soccer stadiums that people would just do pickup games. But I didn't know it was, like, that big of, like, a like a population and stuff. Yeah, I think the 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 biggest population is, like, in the inner city of Atlanta, like, uh... Yeah, I can see that. Um, I forget. It's, like, right outside the downtown. Like, here's downtown right here. This is, like, it's, like, right outside. I forget what part... It's sad, though. Um, I seen it. Like, I, I drove through it, like, maybe two summers ago or something. But, like, I seen it. And, like, obviously, a whole bunch of houses and neighborhoods and apartments. And there's heck of Hispanics. I'm just over here like, what? <laughs> just I'm over here like, hey! You know what I mean? All excited and stuff. Because I'm like, because uh, I was over there. Like, you know, you expect Atlantis. Their, their population is very uh, heavily like, yeah, African-American. Like, yeah, it's like one of the... I think top ten cities have like a higher population of black folks. Yeah, so for sure. I'm expecting like usually that's what I'll see. But even like in high school, like I have like a heavy like there will be a heavy population of like for like Latino Hispanic students, and then also like Asian students as well. And so once I found out like that it was like that big of a population, I just thought, oh okay, this is like actually like cool. Like this is like this is something definitely like new and stuff. But like. Back to back to this because we completely went off topic and stuff. Um, you know, with um, just going back to like where like your parents come from, like going to those places. I feel like those are experiences that everybody should like take. I mean, that's a great vacation one. Yeah. And stuff and two, you really that's like that's a part of your history, and there's like a lot of things you could possibly like learn and stuff. Like, that's yeah, why like, cool. I want to go like back to like St. Thomas, like visit that place and stuff. And who who knows? Like maybe history repeats itself. Like knowing how my pops was, my pops end up marrying my mom, <laughs> so I might end up finding myself a beautiful Caribbean woman. Like you never know; stuff could happen. So if anything happens, you heard it on the podcast first and stuff. And now I completely messed up my screen, but it's all good. No, 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 not that. This is on the tablet. This is on the tablet. All right, let's get to the next picture. You ready for this one? Now, don't get triggered, because I know how you can be at times. We're going to talk about good old-fashioned uh, volleyball season. Off guard. Off guard. I like that picture. That's I on know. my Instagram. I know, I know. Trust me. And the picture. Yeah. It still would be the See, questions. Full game mode right there. That is full I'm game mode. I'm in my zone. You ever see the full <laughs> game mode? That thing's, like, intense. Oh, absolutely. Like, you want to talk about, like, a... I do not play like, games. What's the... Uh, Zero... What did Coach Hall used to say? None whatsoever. No games. No games during the Man, game. What did Coach Hall used to say? Oh, get your piss steaming hot. That's there what he said. Go. That's exactly how he was like, gentlemen, you guys better get your piss steaming hot. And like his vein coming out of his neck and he's spitting at yeah, you and screaming at you. Yeah, just turning red. It's insane, but it gets you fired sure. up. It gets you fired up, I promise. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's what y'all need to be saying. Maybe you need to tell me about the girls there. Right. I'm just, just going to tell my coach. This is get your piss steaming hot. Exactly. Yeah. I said it to the flag team one day. It was very funny. I ain't going to lie. They're probably looking at you like, what this mother lover just said to me? I mean, I'm just like, shoot. Get your piss steaming hot, baby. Let's go for a ride. Anywho. All right. So my question is, like, what was the moment that got you into volleyball? Oh, if I'm being honest, so I... Didn't want to play volleyball, like, at all. Didn't have any interest in it. Like, I've always been in sports, like, my entire life, like, karate, soccer, gymnastics, ballet, everything. Didn't want to play volleyball. Didn't really care for it, whatever. Um, but then my mom put me in a camp when I was, like, like the summer before sixth grade, so before getting into middle school. Mm. 
and she made me go to this camp, and I played, and I was like, wow, I actually really like playing this sport, and it's pretty fun. Um, sixth grade, couldn't play, because you can't play when you're in sixth grade. At my middle school, you can't start. You start in the seventh grade is when you play sports. So seventh grade came, and then I tried out. I made the team. I played, and then took it seriously, joined, a, joined club volleyball, took that seriously, and then I've just been playing ever since, um, and I enjoy it a lot, um, especially when I got, like I would say, around my junior year of high school is when I really started like wanting to focus on my skills and like knowing that I can be good in this and be um, a big just, time player yeah and I, I just really liked it and I wanted to get better from there go ahead I was gonna say something go ahead what are you gonna say I was gonna ask you what class are you you mean what class am I like graduate high school. Oh, like um, technically I'm a sophomore, but I have I'm a junior because I have credits. So what, you be like no, a twenty twenty four? Oh, twenty yeah, I'd be twenty twenty four, yeah. Jeez. Uh, I'm talking about like like what gra- what year did you graduate high school? Twenty twenty. Dang, yeah. you young. She's a pandemic. <laughs> you was a sophomore when I was a senior. I I'll be I'll be getting called young out here. I'm twenty two, I'm class of eighteen. Yeah. So Jeez. that's that's crazy. That's tight though. Class of eighteen. Are you and Scott in the same class? Because I'm pretty sure he's yeah, he is. He Jeez, is. I was yeah. class of and Scott's a baby though. He's 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 he was born two thousand. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, was two thousand. That's when he tried to act yeah. up and I'm like Scott. Yeah, yeah two thousand baby. I'm I'm the last of my kind. Ninety nine. Oh, you was ninety nine. Yeah. Dang, you on the edge. Right there. I'm <laughs> right the there. Head. I can fit both worlds. I was good like ninety seven. I know those are times and stuff. Two thousand one. Yeah, that's the problem. You two thousand and two. You was born two thousand one. Two thousand one. Oh, I'm only a year younger than Scott. But still, like 2000 and? So you're 19? No, I'm 20. 20. I'll be 21 in September. I'm sorry, I failed math twice out here, so don't, it's all okay. right. It's okay. I passed, though. I passed, so I can graduate. Pass That's good. That's all that matters. Facts. There you go, man. There you go. Okay. Um. So back to volleyball. Like, what dynamics, like, form a winning culture within the locker room? For the winning culture? Um. Okay. Um... Dang. Mm, yeah, deep question. I think we're just like, we all know that we have to, we have a job to do. We all know that we have a part to play. And we just kind of get in that mindset and just get ready to go out there and like do what we got to do, do however we have to do it. Um, in the locker room, I mean, it's just, it's light. Like, it's not serious. We're not like sitting down and like getting like in a mental thing or whatever, like there's music playing, everyone's having fun. Y'all play uh, music in halftime? Um, yeah, in the gym. That's yeah. tight, that's tight. During halftime, we don't go, we don't go to our locker room though, we're like, we just uh, move to the side bench. We don't have halftime, we have sets. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> Come on y'all. That's right, that's right. I ain't been in y'all game in a minute. Yeah, Shoot, we have sets, have... so after each set, yeah, we play music. We that's break. what's up though. What would you say is the most, if you don't mind me asking, what would you say is the most frustrating thing when you're, like, in an intense game? Like, what would get you People giving up. People giving people up? Gi- people giving up, not caring, not doing their job. Like, everyone plays one position in volleyball, right? Mm-hmm. You have that one position, and that's the only thing you're supposed to do. And so I, it's very frustrating when people don't do their one position and they just give up. Like, there's no point of giving up because if you really tried hard and if you, like, gave it your all, like, we would be able to, like, come back from Facts. this, Facts. like, deficit, you know? Facts. It's just, it's tough. Um, I, 
I don't ever give up. Like, I know I don't want to, like, sound, like, super cocky or anything, but I don't ever give up. Like, even though it's, like, a really we're, like, losing, you know, we're in a 12-point hole, like, I'm still giving Mike my 100% because I still believe we can come back for it. Like, it's not you being cocky. It's just you letting us know that you were like that. You're, you're a dog. You know what I mean? That's just for like, like, I don't like lo- I don't like losing, but I'm not a – not a B word about it, you know, like, I'm going to support my my teammates, like, if they need me to, like, hey, come on, like, you got this, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do that. I feel like that word, that word cocky, like, when people use it, it's usually for somebody that's just, like, what's the proper word, how to call somebody? I feel like no player is, like, really cocky, it's just, like, just being confident in themselves, like, let's be real. Shoot, I, I, I know Ocho, Cinco, Ocho Cinco for sure was cocky. I mean... Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson. Oh, yeah, no, for the Bengals. Chad Johnson. Right. He loved McDonald's. Ocho versus Science. Ocho versus Science. Shout out to him. I mean, the reason why I don't really see any problem with, like, cockiness coming just like, I mean, if you believe that you are the best player on the field, like, and nobody can prove you otherwise, like, you might as well show it. I don't think I'm the best. I don't think I'm the best. Um, I definitely have room for improvement. I think every athlete thinks that. Um, I mean. But I definitely have a yeah. – I think I have a mental – a stronger mental toughness than – some people, for sure. Yeah, I say that because, like, somebody, like, like, back at the crib, like, we always talk. And one thing, like, he told me this. He always said that nothing's wrong with being humble, but you need to understand this. You are never going to admit to other men on the field that they're better than you. Because the moment you do that, then you completely took yourself out of the game. You're not going to win. You either have that mentality that you're the best on that court, on that field, in the arena, whatever. You need so to you're say, not going to tell Quentin Nelson – that he you're, he's better. You're not gonna tell tell Big Q. Big Q, you better than me. You wouldn't tell him that. Is it? I mean, we're is both, it always a bad we're both thing, like though? teammates. Like old lines, of course, gonna be different because at the end of the day, like we're both gonna be on the same field. But if I have that mentality, like this man's like way better than me, that I'm really just under mess. I'm oh, under okay. I see that. I see that. Or or, or 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 if he's really like that, why don't you look like uh, when I do when I play with good old linemen. I'd be like, okay, I would say right now, bro, play better than me. But I'm gonna pick his brain and see what he does good. Yeah. And I'm gonna try it, and then we're gonna see who's who's better than who. Yeah, you know I'll, still, I mean? I'll still, I'll still do that. that I'll you still can do definitely that. admit that some people are better than you, but I think you have to like, you have to see that, and then you internalize that, and then you don't give up. Like, Facts. You continue working to Facts. that until Facts. like you can get to their level Facts. and eventually beat them. Very productive podcast right here. Very <laughs> productive podcast. Student athletes should tune in. They should tune in. I mean, we talk about everything. We have a lot of stuff. wisdom here. A lot of wisdom. But I like, like, I understand those points. The reason why I say that because, like, there's always going to be room for improvement. Always believe, like, with that mentality, it's just like, at that point, like, during the game and stuff, you need, like, your game time mentality and practice mentality is always going to be different. Mm-hmm. Practice mentality is always going to be like, I have room for improvement. Game, t- game, di- game day mentality. Gosh. <laughs> like, your thought process needs to be, I'm one of the best on the field. The person I'm going against, I'm better than. Right. Let me go ahead and get the job done. Because, like, O-line, D-line is different. So, like, I'm not, I'm going to be like, if I'm playing with Quentin Nelson, I'm be like, he, he's going to be the top dog. But I'm not going to compare myself with him like that because then I'm so, not going against Quentin. I'm going against, so like, I, I'm going against somebody else. I got a D-lineman that's going against me. So, my, my, that process, what I'm thinking is that the person I'm going against, like, I'm better than you. So now so I'm about to prove why I'm better than you. For our team, our team isn't really like that. We kind of think of like, um, like you said, there is a different mentality between practice and game. So ours is like, and practice, like it's to get better, to get reps. What can I improve on? What do I need to work on? Whatever. And then in game, it's like, okay, 
I've been practicing all week for this specific skill, and now I have to implement it in this game. And so that's why, like, when you ask, like, what is the intense moment or what is, like, the most frustrating, it's, like, when people don't do their job or, like, aren't implementing what they learned in practice. Like, we worked all week. Like, yeah. you know, there's no reason for you to be – like, I'm not asking for you to be perfect, but, I, you no, know, I right. want you to be mm. – I want you to remember that this is what something we worked on. So, like, you know, don't be afraid to, like, use that and, like, implement it in the game. Yeah, it's like a – it's like the, all that preparation is just going to waste. Exactly. At the end of the day, like, you practice more than you play a game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if what you're practicing don't show up during game, then it's just like, well, what the hell what were, were you doing, doing when we exactly. were, like, practicing and stuff? Like, where was where, it, all this and stuff? Like, some people are practice players. Like, you have to practice all-stars yeah. and you got actual, like, all-stars. So yeah. that's, like, the biggest separation. So it's like, how we go, uh, like, what steps do you need to take to, like, take what you do in practice and put it in a game? Like, you got to figure that out and stuff. And one thing I'm definitely learning, because, like, you know, Big Dre is also, like, helping out with the local sports here and stuff. I'm helping with um, flag football. Mm-hmm. And I've, I feel like the biggest difference, because, like, I'm I'm approaching this as it still is football. And the only difference is it's just seven on seven. But, like... No contact. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it shouldn't be <laughs> contact. <girls. laughs> it shouldn't be contact, but these girls were getting tackled, and it makes no sense. But, like... I definitely see a big difference between, like, mentalities mm-hmm. between, like, men and women when it comes to, like, this sport. Like, man, like Manny knows. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we have, like, hella guys on the football team. We'll have so many guys on the football team, right? And we'll probably have, like, there's some people, like, you got, like, clicks inside of it, but I feel like those clicks still, like, interact with one another. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like, you don't really <coughs> have, like, we don't really have beefs like that with each other. Like, right. we got to... If there's something that has to happen, like, we'll squabble mm-hmm. on the field and stuff. Like, so Yeah, that's how boys handle it. Yeah, I like, like that you guys are able to just, like, get it out and, you yeah, know, like, we'll, like, our intensity, right in there and it'll like, be fine. Yeah, like, our intensity and stuff, like, we'll talk, like, the, the most amount of, like, trash and stuff, like, competing against one another. Right. But it stays on the field. And yeah. then once you're off the field, like, we can dab each other up, like, we'll still cool and stuff. Like, none of right. that. Except for my situation. You remember where, uh, oh boy, I kept, uh, maybe last spring, remember when we were playing, and uh, I kept getting in a fight, but kept fighting, bro, at practice. He called Jesus. me up. Hmm? It was, uh, I won't say his name because it's on podcast, but remember, like, we were doing double teams, and, bro, I kept getting in a fight, and I'm like, bro, like, like, he kept trying to fight me at practice, and then, bro, kept trying, he wanted to smoke after after practice, too, and it's like, bro. Can I get a numbers? Oh, you know, I was thinking that too in my head. I was like, hmm. hmm. But it's like, it's like, bro, it's not even that serious. But like, if we can take it if you want. But like, I was gonna say, off topic though, I was gonna say like one thing I like that offensive linemen do. Like, we know we try to be the tightest knit group on the team, so we never get frustrated or get to that point that I asked you about because the the whole team is counting on our positions to. Mm-hmm. Keep the offense alive, whether the receivers drop the ball or the running back fumble. Mm-hmm. If we're still giving holes and blocking for yeah. the QB. As long as like the O line is so, together, uh, that's <clears> the biggest <throat> thing. Because if the O line starts to fall apart, like we turn on each other, ain't nothing happening. Yeah. Nothing's I happening. I think though, um, last year, definitely like the, te- the two teams, um, 
was a bunch of cliques. Like, I can relate to that. It was a bunch of cliques, but it was, like, not, like, cliques, and we all understand we're all friends at the end. It was just, like, cliques. Like, yeah, cliques and, like, nobody really But this interact. year, though, I think we, everyone has, so we've been, the captains have been reading this book that has, is just, like, to better ourselves as, as captains, as leaders, and then, um, and then we've been doing team huddles that's, like, really trying to, like, help us be a better team, and I honestly can say that there's a big difference between the team last year and the team this year. Like, we all get along way, way better, and we all know that we want the same thing. Like, we all just want to win. We all just want to improve. That's what's up. Um, we have better relationships. Like, people hang out outside of volleyball. It's not just, like, a volleyball relationship anymore. It's, like, a friend relationship. So, definitely okay. looking forward for that. For so, this so, that's, season. like, one of the problems that's happening with, like, this team is that you have clicks, but, like, they don't like interact like that outside of the field. I heard that someone punched someone else in practice the other day. Is that true? Someone got swung on that practice football. Yeah. Wait, like men's men's football or? Um... That's what I heard. I heard that he literally Ooh. punched someone the other day in practice. Is that not true? You know, yeah, y'all not gonna bleep this out, right? Oh, okay. So why we could just talk about this shit then? Okay, so you said so Scott punched who? Yeah, Scott punched punched someone. Some someone think Chris. Scott Chris? punched some. Is Scott? that true or not? Because that's what I heard. I would have punched somebody. I mean, we be at the practices, so I do. How y'all not know this? How are y'all so confused? I mean, there's a lot of guys. One I'm not even playing dumb enough to me that I'm really trying to think. Like it's so much stuff that happens. Okay, well, we were hanging out last night, and then Cole brought it up and was like, "You, I can't believe you." He, like, punched him or something. I was like, bro, he was, like, being a, a bitch. Like, I, I just decked him. Like, he punched Clatterbook? No, not Justin. Scott punched someone? Someone. I have no idea who. Okay, so some uh, someone d- named Chris, I think. So some, I don't know. So some dude just got punched by Scott. That's basically yeah, what I'm hearing. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Scott. I don't know, man. I, don't, I can't even imagine Scott punching someone. He's a, he's, Scott's, he's a, the most, he, only, he only be an asshole. Maybe certain, months. I don't even know if it, it was, see, I don't wasn't there, I don't know, so I don't even know if it was like a, like a this punch or like this punch, yeah. like, I don't know, but I just heard that he punched someone. Hmm. See, at first I thought you were talking about somebody on a fight and flag, I don't know anybody no, on no, a fight no. and flag. <laughs> it could, there are a lot of opportunities, but like, well, I just thought it. that was like. That's that. interesting though, that's interesting. It's like. Yesterday, right? So yesterday was supposed to be like a fun practice, right? So they did competition. And I was told, like, that when they try to do comp, they can't do competition no more because they get too overly competitive and then it becomes too mm-hmm. personal. Coach Fan made that rule, I bet, huh? Actually, no. The, uh, one of the girls told me because it actually mm-hmm. happened and stuff. And so they wanted to do competition just for fun, right? Mm-hmm. First game was tic-tac-toe. I'm not going to lie. It was poorly organized and stuff. It was completely Tic-tac-toe. Like, it was tic-tac-toe, but, like, um, it was like a... It wasn't like that type of tic tac toe. It was like on the like field horse. and stuff, uh, kind of like that. To where like you got like like a relay tic tac toe. Oh okay. But it was like ten yards back, I think that's what it was. Ten yards back. That already It was unorganized. Like a lot. It was chippy and stuff. That does not sound fun. So they had that. Then they had um, pro agility, like you know the shuttle run. Yeah. Which combine stuff. Like it, it wasn't as intense as like football would be because I ain't gonna lie. Like we do pro agility and stuff, and lucky that thing be like. Like, it'll be intense. Like, the thing will be, like, fierce. Because, I mean, we're trying to show that we fast and stuff, especially with the linemen. And then um, they had one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be more turn, one-on-ones. But, like, you, you would could, expect that, right? I expect it, but you could just, I just felt more, like, in a, like not the, like, intensity of, like, oh, yeah, this could be some fun intensity. More like, ooh, mm, this is mm. kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> 
and then they had um this one like make it take it type of game. So it was basically like a scrimmage. And so you only have third and fourth down. So if you convert, you keep on going until you score. And it was like the two different teams and stuff. So you basically had like your starters and like your backups. And so I'm like, okay, this is let's see how this is going to be and stuff. Defense was doing their thing. Defenses were turning up and stuff. Offense couldn't score. And so you started to see like a lot of frustration from like the players. And so now I'm like, okay, everything's just this whole day is just a complete like L because it's supposed to be a fun day. Ain't none of it was oh, fun. This is what you're talking about. <laughs> none of it was fun. You can feel so much tension. And so now I'm just like, okay, this has been brewing from like a far part of the season. Like they said, from what I heard, since like fall, there's been like problems and stuff. And so now it's starting to unfold. So now I'm like, this I'm like, okay, this a this problem is too big to fix now. This is a off season problem that needs to be fixed. This is what you call a franchise rebuild. Okay, and the head coach is probably gonna be not a part of that rebuild, huh? I don't know. I feel like he probably will, but like, you think he's gonna come back? Head ball coach, he really gotta like step up. There's gotta be, there's no structure. There gotta be structure within the pro. Like it's a program, and with programs, there's structure. There gotta be structure in the program. There gotta be goals that want to be accomplished. And then those goals have to be set out so these players can reach for those goals. And I feel like one thing, like, for me and stuff, and this is actually what my mom used to tell me, like, stay in the child's place. I feel like if you're a head coach, your players shouldn't have that much input on what happens as much. Because uh, at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to Coach Chen and be like, Coach Chen, maybe we should run this play. Maybe we should run that play. I'm not going to do that. This man has way more knowledge than me about, um, way more knowledge about offense than me. I don't believe that. Like, I can understand like putting some input, like maybe we do need to switch some stuff. Okay, but I'm you just remember like, the morning side game when he was pissing his pants because and not knowing what to do and Coach Hall had to call the game. You remember that? That was embarrassing to see my head coach <laughs> piss his pants and not have no answer. He's just like, this, uh, uh. I mean, that was an L regardless. But like, we'll Coach, get... you got Coach Hall, Coach and Isaiah telling him how to play or telling him what to do. I'm like. Oh yeah, it's over. Taking us back home. We gotta. It's, this game's over. Yeah, I was just moving dice up everywhere. But like, I like All this right. is like just like me. I feel like that <sighs> you gotta get yourself to the point to where. Okay, example. You will never see an Alabama player go to Nick Saban and tell them how to run the team. Oh, facts. You will never see that, right? Yeah. What do you think will happen if they do? As a player, say, right. so say as a player, your homie's about to go to Nick Saban and be like, I'm going to tell him that we need to do this. Will you probably let him Nick do Saban's it? Probably, yeah, I'm going to let him do it, but he's just going to get, he's going to have to learn for himself not to step up, step up to that six times, seven times national champion coach right there, bro. But also, I don't feel like that will happen because there's structure in that organization. True. There's a common goal, there's expectations, there's tradition, there's culture. That was set up by Saban. He told the coaches. The coaches believed in it. They bought into it. They implemented that through the players in the recruiting process. And then the players that bought in, the veterans, also bestowed that upon everybody else. So the whole vision, it trickles down, right? Mm -hmm. To where now it's just like, okay, everybody knows the overall vision. This is what we want to do. Let's do it. And that's why they're functioning correctly. You need to be, but that starts with the head ball coach. You got to set out what you want to do, what you expect, like expectations, standards, tradition, 
goals. You got to have all that. You have structure and practices. You got to make sure that, like, you're getting the right people in the system. You got to make sure all of this is just working. You got to establish that. So once you establish all of that, everything else just going to unfold, like, correctly and stuff. Like, there's no, like, actual plan or preparation for anything. And so that's the problem that's happening is that because there's a lack of all of that, it's like a whole, like, like, like train wreck that's waiting to happen. And they got nationals coming up. Like, national tournament's about to happen. The flag football? Yeah, like, NAI national tournament. I'm just like, okay. You think they're ready? No. I'm going to be honest, no. And the difference between this team and last year's team, last year's team only had 10 girls. And you know what's crazy that you say that? Let me cut you off. But uh, it seems like this year's team has more talent than last year's team. They do have more talent. But last year's team somehow still found a way to get it done. The difference is, and this is one thing that I learned too, Five-star culture will always be five-star talent, but the biggest thing is effort and heart cannot be taught to somebody who can't be taught. And so last year's girls have to really rely on themselves because there are only ten of them. So both seven of them are going both ways. And so they they had no choice but to trust their teammate. Now, remember, they was getting waxed last year. True. They was getting whooped. But they had to keep it together. Because at the end of the day, they have to just trust and just believe in the process and just be like, we're going to do the best that we can. They had no choice. Man, they somehow made it to win something over there in Atlanta. Yeah, like they got, they won the silver bracket. And that took a lot of them just believing in themselves, actually trusting themselves. Yeah. Like being their sister's keeper, going all the way, putting maximum effort and heart into the game. And that's how, that's how they got it. Like, we watched this. Like, I practiced with them a lot last year. I'm literally seeing, like, Bill's players, they had, like, a linebacker that's probably, like, 97 pounds and stuff. But all it took was a couple of talks with DQ, and next year we got mini DQ and flag football and stuff. Like, <laughs> the difference between this team and that team is that that team had more heart and, like, trust between each other and respect. Unlike this year's team, I mean, this is the second year of collegiate flag football, but a lot of these girls already played with top flag teams and stuff in top states. And so I feel like has, you, got, you should a have a better structure. Right there too. Yeah, like you, this is a different world for them and stuff, but like you should already have a structure. And if you was a part of, man, was our coach for the men's team? You can mm. look kind of like how that structure was. Like we had structure at practice. We had like, we had like a system. We had a, yeah. Like organization. But you also too, that coach was also getting walked over by a whole bunch of players. Yeah, that that is facts and stuff. So it's just a lot of things. All I gotta say is Roy Sanders. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. All right, let's get yeah. crazy. Let's start asking you crazy questions. So it's tea time. Is that what you're saying? It's tea time. You said yeah, tea sure. time. All right, you gotta drink. You gotta sip your Gatorade like it's some tea. You get it? <laughs> so we can hear you. There we go. There we go. There we go. It's an ASMR too. Good gosh, Emily's ASMR. Oh, uh, you want right. some? What hot tea? You got some tea? No, I. Tea time is like. I'm gonna be respectful to you guys. I'm tired of talking about football. Oh, what's understandable. Sorry, what's understandable. Sorry. <laughs> this, this, this does. This does happen when you know you have good football players. You got two offensive linemen that I play under, together. I understand. All right, fine. Let's go ahead and try. Let's talk about DJ stepping on my foot. You know how? Do you know, do you know how much that hurts? Who? Oh, DJ. Gosh, yes. Bro. This guy right here. You're supposed to take Emily. You're supposed to step forward. He goes like this. And I'm right next to him, behind him a little bit. And he, every time he would step on my foot. So mid-play, I'm like this. Ah, <laughs> I'm like, DJ, step okay. forward. He's like, he's like, he's making. Ah. I'm like, all right, bro. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. Yo, that's some uh, tea right there. All right, okay. All right, tea time. Get messy. You gotta ask some. Right, you gotta ask some questions. Hold on, hold on, some personal hold on, hold on, hold on, questions. Not too bad. No, now you had to. Now you came for him. Now he has oh. to explain One. himself. At the end of the day, that double team worked, right? It did. Okay, there you go. That's all I'm gonna say. Sacrifices. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Imagine, imagine having a dent in your toenail. Okay, I lost two toenails, bro. <laughs> okay. I lost two toenails. Right. Things get caught, like pulled off. Wouldn't you be mad? Say you had some cleats and Scott just stepped on your toe and you got a dent in your toenail. You had cleats on it was too. An accident. You the one that decided to wear skill player cleats and not the lineman cleats. <laughs> Either way, you know, that's, you that's know still the lineman hurt. cleats have cushion because they know what happens right, in the guys, trenches. I never wore lineman cool cleats in my life except for land sharks when I was in fifth grade. See, if you want to be cool and stuff and get them like ankle batter five thousands, then you can get maximum support and toe cushion. Shit, I'll be straight. Shoot. Anywho, okay. All right. You want to get spicy with it? I don't really have, like, spicy questions like that, but I do because we was talking about this yesterday and stuff. So, you know what? Actually, I can learn something. You are, you got a shawty. You got a shawty. Put me on again. I want to learn something. How do you feel? How should I phrase this? How does it feel like us being, they say, like, we're in Gen Z and stuff. I guess that's our generation. In Gen Z? I guess that's our generation, like, Generation yeah, Z and generation stuff. Yeah, we're Generation Z, yeah. All right, how do you feel like dating and, like, relationships are in this generation? Because I'm not going to lie, like, I'm more like a traditional type of guy, like, old school type of person. And I'll be looking at stuff, I'm just like, there's a lot of heathen stuff happening in this world. So I just want to, you know. Do you want to go first? Since y'all in it, like, how do you feel like dating is now? Like, do you understand his question? Yeah. Kinda. You go okay. first. Let me see. Oh, me first? Yeah, you no, you can go first. Talk so he's asking me about relationships and how I feel about them? No, yeah. just like how, like, so from, like he said, traditional, like our parents, right? Like they wouldn't, they'd go on like several dates type thing, mm. and then they would and then okay, yeah, be yeah. married for a year or something, go like on, you know, get whatever. Uh, okay, I'm going to answer. How has best. that changed? Oh, it's, it's changed a lot. Like there's people that go on dates and then give it up first. Right away, you know, in that day, there's, I know, still, like, I got individual friends, people I know that, that's gone, experienced that me, when I got, she's no longer, me and her are no longer together, it's, uh, but it was cool, it was a mutual thing, it's just long distance and stuff like that, yeah. but, you know, we left, we, we broke up on a cool way, like, it was cool, like, we did it the right way, like, if we, if we mm -hmm. end up getting back together, it'll be good, but if not, it's okay, we... We've understand. We just are we gonna felt like it was just unfair to uh, to go through it because she's gonna stay in the south and um, manager and she's trying to get her career started. Mm -hmm. And I felt like per, per, we both felt like we were doing each other wrong. Like I'm playing going to Arizona now, so I'm going farther from her again. I'm going yeah. closer to home, but I'm going farther away from her. And we've been doing this for five years. Like we've been together all through. We we were like I was with her till she graduated and got into her first semester of masters. She was with me damn near right before I'm about to graduate. Like, we did four years of this, and it was good, but it's also hard, too. It's like, yeah. imagine doing that with, like, Scott, but every day, and you barely get get to see him, you know what I mean? Like, when you really love somebody and you care about them, you you know, the face, like, you already know, I'm always, always on FaceTime with her, always on the phone. She called me, we call each other all the time, so, like, we did everything we could. It's just, it, it's, it's just very hard, you know, and... You, you, we want to be with that person. Facts. And you want to be with them. You want to grow with them. You want to experience life. You want to travel with them. Like, me and her wanted to do so much together, but... No, just on two different times. Yeah, and like I said, we broke up on the right way, so... 
if God has that in hand and in his favor, it will. But, like, me and her, when we got together, we started off talking. Like, we talked, and I was I just got a surgery. And, like, she showed me she was, whoa. I'm like, why is you? I'm like, I told her, be real with me. Like, why is you messing with me? Knowing I'm handicapped. I'm not going to school like that for real. I'm homeschooled. She's like, she just told me because I was different. But I guess I was in a way because, like, I, I got with her. Not in intentions of falling in love, and she got with me not for the intentions of falling in love. So like we follow, I felt like when you fall in love with somebody that you're not expecting to fall in love with, that's how you know they're gonna be the one for you because you get to see the best side of them that you weren't expecting to get. You know what I mean? And like me and her, we went on several days. Like we talked for six months, and then I eventually had the cojones to ask her out, and uh, I made her my girlfriend. And then like, uh, and it was just, it was good like. My senior year of high school, best best time of my life, cause I had her. And then like uh, when she left the school, when my freshman year, that's when we started long distance. But like, I was faithful to her the whole five years, and I know for for a fact she was faithful to me. Like, it was it was good though. It just like I said, you have to. Um, it's really just on the two people, on a relationship and um, how you want to take it. Me, I'm not gonna be looking for no relationship relationship anytime soon. I'm just gonna be chilling. But uh, if anybody does do it, I say take your time because um, a relationship is real and uh, being having a bond and a connection with somebody is real and is strong and I choose that over anything, you know? Um, I definitely think our generation has like almost exploited what it's like to be with someone, like you said. like mm-hmm. I think our generation is way too comfortable with having sex way too comfortable with having sex like you know they've completely have forgotten like that sex is an intimacy thing like it's not just a they've made it so casual like kissing they've made sex into a casual thing it's and it's not it's an it's an intimacy thing it's something that you do with people with someone that you love or someone that you potentially see (laughs) something like being more um, and I think that's like a big problem of our generation is that they just see it as just way too casual and it's not a casual thing. You got him um, feeling right right now. I just want to let you know that. Uh, it's because no, it's true. Like no, no, no trust me, yeah. it is true. It's that's way, why I'm looking at him. It's way, yeah, it's way too casual. <laughs> um, we for there's another thing. Okay, so I have a question. Okay, so for me, uh, so there's a talking stage, there's a dating stage, and then there's a you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend stage. Like, do y'all see that, too? Like, is that... Yeah, but are you, are you just talking... Okay. I so, talking is just, like, to... You guys are not dating until you both establish that you guys are only going to be seeing each other. Thanks. So, you're talking to each other, but you guys are still, you know, have free range talking to mm. other people until you guys are like, okay, yeah, like, I'm only talking to you, and you're only talking to me. Okay, cool. Now we're dating, because now it's only you and me hanging out, and we're going on dates and doing stuff, whatever, blah, 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 and then you're dating... And then you're like, oh, I want to be this person's person. Okay, mm. now you're my boyfriend and girlfriend. Other. So now we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and that's it. Yeah. Is that because because people like to argue with me and saying that dating and being boyfriend and girlfriend are the same thing? Okay, now I it's completely I'm, different in my eyes. How I, because how I see it is that you can go on dates with anybody. I, I've done exactly. it before, right? Dating is more like okay, I want to. This is me figuring out like okay, is there something and stuff? If there's something there, I can go on a date with somebody. And next, you know, I might end up being cool with them. We might just be friends. Or I can go and date with somebody. And next, you know, it turns to another day mm-hmm. and another day, and then I'm. That's when now my feelings are starting to conform to something completely different. Now I'm right. starting to 
want to be exclusive with her, and then that's when we manifested into a full fledged relationship to where she's my girlfriend, I'm her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I see it. That's I think it I mean. also depends like what you guys establish. Like, you Honestly, know, so y'all too, have to talk it out. Like, facts. Like, and and also know. too, you're gonna know if there's a connection or not. Like you're gonna know if you if you really fuck with the the your the the person. I'm gonna just say the person. Excuse my language. <laughs> you don't understand if you really have that connection with that person, right? And if you have that co- per- that connection, then you're going to want to be like, you're both going to, like what she said, establish that. You're both going to have to talk and communicate. All right, what is this what you're trying to do? Because I, I feel like we go going this way, and I don't want to just be the only one thinking that. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's very important, like communication. Communication is very important because... Um, a lot of things get like mixed up, especially facts. like and you arguments. Be... You know, people have their own feelings and they have their own opinions how certain things go, and like y'all facts. have to sit down and like, and communicate talk, and talk, talk about. It out you have to be okay with yeah. talking about. You have to be okay with talking about uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. That's what's key in relationship, and that's what. Especially reality in the future. Facts, facts, and you have to be real. You have to be real. Like there's no. When you're in a relationship, there's no beating around the bush. You have to be be real and say how you feel because you don't want your significant other thinking that you guys are both on the same page when you're not. You know what I mean? And you, some people, like me, like, I'm an overthinker, so I have to talk things out. Like, I have to have that, like... Reassurance? Reassurance. Because if I don't, then I will, like, make up a scenario in my head and I will just, like, think the worst. So yeah. you're one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. My poor mijo. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I feel like when it comes to like, 